Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at Case.Kenny on Instagram, and this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone, and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 467. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today I want to talk about self-sabotage in relationships. And the reason I think this is such an interesting topic, and it's one that I've been keen to talk about for a while, is it really encapsulates being human you know, being human, us, the smartest yet dumbest at times creatures walking the earth. It really shows how counterintuitive, uh, counter logical we can be at times, which isn't a negative conclusion. It just reflects the need for balance in our lives because self-sabotage is one of those topics that shows the push and pull in our inner lives and how that manifests itself in our outer lives in that as humans, for the most part, I don't think there's any denying that we are designed to want and we're designed to be drawn to others for the purpose of shared connection. We want partnership. We want close friends. We want intimate romantic relationships. We want to work with people we can trust. We are wired to want those things. We are wired to want deep connection. We want shared emotional honesty. We crave it. And yeah, while for sure, you know, for some, um, you know, it varies when we're ready for it. Some people need varying degrees of it. I don't think there's any denying that we want connection in life. That's the pull in our lives. We are pulled to seek out connection. But then there's the push. That's the push that comes from our other internal wiring that protects us, that urges us to protect ourselves, to avoid pain, to avoid situations where we're vulnerable physically or emotionally, to avoid being hurt. So here we are in life with a balancing act of sorts, you know, undergoing in our inner lives at all time. It's a push-pull dynamic in our inner lives that if left unexamined 
it can lead to what therapists often refer to as self-sabotaging behavior, actions or lack thereof, I suppose, that we do with some level of subconscious intention in order to avoid pain, no matter how theoretical that pain is. So can you relate to this? Actions that define self-sabotage in a relationship can take many different forms, obviously. It could be you, you know, suddenly becoming a really bad texter and you start really sucking at communicating with your partner. Or in conversation with your partner, you purposely keep the conversation light and maybe you're purposefully not very honest or you purposely don't give depth. Or maybe you cancel dates and you don't try to reschedule. Or maybe you're quick to jump to negative judgment or criticism about them. You're irrationally critical of them. You know, they're five minutes late. They didn't say something you wanted to hear and so on and so on. Or maybe you just stop putting effort into the relationship. You make the conscious, unconscious decision to focus on something else and you stop making an effort to carve out time or equitable time for them. You know, I, I can't tell you how many people I talk to and, you know, honestly, me, I'd be remiss to not say I've been there, you know, where we do things purposely in order to let a relationship die off, even if it's counterintuitive to what we say we want. You know, it's a classic move when you're young, I suppose, and we'll talk about the reasons why in just a second here, but when you're young and you don't want the relationship to progress, so you start acting out and you wait for your partner to end the relationship for you, you know, I bet in some form you can relate to that. Uh, you act up so that they can be the one who ends the relationship. You know, the why behind that can be quite complicated, of course. I think practically sometimes we do that because we realize they're not right for us, but we don't have the courage to end it. And so we force their hand. I bet you can relate to that. Uh, unfortunately, I can call that immaturity. Uh, but that's not what I'm talking about here. That's not at all what I'm talking about. You know, I'm talking about moments, instances where we do feel a connection with someone either a strong one in the present or one that has real potential, and we're very eager to explore it. But instead of allowing the relationship to grow, instead of allowing ourselves to be present confidently in the relationship, we self-sabotage instead. We let the push dynamic get us out of the relationship. So why do we do this? Well, there's quite a few reasons, obviously, and they're supported by my observation, but more so these are tried and true reasons from psychologists and therapists that are so, so common. Many reasons. We let that push dynamic win out because we feel uh, we have poor self-esteem, for instance. That's the top one. We feel inferior. We feel self-conscious and we assume that they're just, you know, messing with us or they're toying with us and soon they're going to end it. And so to avoid that, we self-sabotage. Or we self-sabotage because we struggle with trusting our partner, with just trust in general in dating. Perhaps a former relationship taught us this, and in order to avoid being hurt or betrayed again, we do the old cut them off at the pass before they can do that. We self-sabotage. Uh, we also self-sabotage because we have maybe too high mile high, unrealistic, fantasy level expectations for a partnership. And that manifests itself in behavior that ultimately dooms the relationship. It ruins it. Or practically, uh, we self-sabotage because, don't know how to say this, because we suck at dating. <laughs> we suck at it. We're immature. Uh, we're not honest. We're not open. Uh, we haven't gone inner in our inner lives. We don't want to know what we want. Uh, we don't communicate all these things. And that behavior, that immature behavior, self-sabotages. So those are some of the answers, the reasons why uh, I find time and time again, anytime I talk to a therapist about this topic or anytime I, I read a you know white paper from a psychologist on the topic. But 
I was thinking about this more and about what perspective I can offer outside of the the usual uh, advice, which centers around the larger idea of fear, right? Fear is a powerful motivator. And you talk to therapists, they say fear is a huge reason why we self-sabotage. And that is what I want to talk about, right? Fear. We self-sabotage because of fear. We're afraid of getting hurt. We're afraid of getting too close and losing ourselves. We're scared of getting too close and then being rejected, right? We're afraid. The most practical uh, emotion in life. And I can't deny that that's very, very true. It is true, right? And there's all kinds of advice and great advice on the topic of how to address this uh, all too human emotion. The advice ranges from having open communication so that fear doesn't manifest itself in subconscious ways, or learning to trust your partner, learning to let them in, or accepting the reality uh, of the need to be vulnerable. And I think that's great advice. Those are key tenets to dating mindfully. And I talk about those topics all the time. But I was thinking about this idea of fear, being afraid a bit more. And I wanted to see if I can get a little a little more practical here, practically mindful on the topic. And here's what I come back to a lot when it comes to behaviors, self-sabotaging behaviors in a relationship that are motivated by fear. So where does that fear come from? In the case of self-sabotaging in a relationship, where does fear of abandonment come from, for instance? Where does fear that someone you love and are vulnerable with will leave you? come from? Or that someone will reject you? Where does that fear come from? Where does fear that you'll lose yourself or your sense of independence in a relationship come from? Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves, and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. 
That's newmindset at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Well, in my experience, there are, of course, certain things in life that we can create fears around that we've never experienced that are kind of, uh, you know, anxiety driven. But for the most part, our fears come from past experiences, firsthand past experiences. Our present fears come from past experience. They come from times in the past where we were exposed directly to that fear and it came true. We grew close to someone and then they left us. We got into a relationship and we lost our sense of self, our independence. We felt smothered, right? We lived through the fear in a prior chapter and voila, here we are in the present fearing that will happen to us again. That sounds pretty normal, right? So when I think about self-sabotage and I think about self-sabotage out of fear, that's the driver, that's the catalyst here. I come back to the concept of fear of repeated experiences. I like saying that a bit more than just saying self-sabotage out of fear because it helps me define that fear a bit more rather than treating it just like an ambiguous, ever-present human experience fear. We are afraid of abandonment because we've been abandoned before. We are afraid of getting too close because we got close with someone in the past and they used that vulnerability against us. We are afraid of commitment because we committed before and it fell apart. Or we committed before and it ripped away our sense of self and independence, right? It makes sense. We're very cause and effect type creatures. And it makes sense because it's the ultimate representation of the human experience. Bad chapter following us into a present chapter. But I find it really helpful to get introspective and realize why. Why, why, why? To get more introspective than simply saying, I'm doing this because I'm afraid. While that certainly is a great step forward and we all need to get real with our bullshit in some way in our relationship, it's so much more powerful to say, I'm doing this because I'm afraid of a repeated experience. I'm doing this because I'm afraid of being hurt again. Because now with that, we can turn to the power of logic and affirmation and mantra to address it rather than having something ambiguous, just like fear, I'm afraid. Like the way I think about this is we do all kinds of things in life that we're objectively afraid of outside of relationships. We do those things all the time. We do the things that make us nervous that we're afraid of. We speak up in a meeting. We ask for more. We go to a job interview. Maybe we make art or music and we show it to the world. We do those things despite tangible fear. We do them because we've allowed ourselves to live in the present with a dash of hope that says this time. This time will be different. This time will be rewarding. This time will offer the outcome I want. It's a new day. And let's be honest, outside of relationships, we are quick to do things we're afraid of because each time we do them, we allow hope to guide us. We don't talk ourselves out of it for the most part. We allow ourselves to wipe the slate clean from a past negative experience and we stand up and we do the damn thing despite the fear. We do it anyway. We don't let fear of a repeated experience talk us out of the present moment. But it's not quite the same when it comes to dating and relationships, is it? And that kind of makes sense, I suppose. Dating is much more vulnerable. It can hurt on a, you know, a deep, deep personal level. But regardless, we struggle with wiping the slate clean when it comes to dating. And so we let those prior chapters follow us forward in really tangible ways. We treat this current chapter as an inevitable repeat of a past chapter. We treat today as an inevitable representation of that past one. We fear patterns. We allow them to continue. And the result is we self-sabotage subconsciously or even overtly. And again, it makes sense. 
But to break free of this, I think a simple, practical step to do is to allow yourself to wipe the slate clean. It's to not allow that past chapter, those past chapters, define this chapter. Otherwise, what's the point? (laughs) Practically, what's the point? You'll just be sitting there waiting for what you assume is the inevitable. And your behavior, frankly, will then make it inevitable. We have to learn to define ourselves by present hope instead of past heartbreak. Present hope, not past heartbreak. Present potential, not past frustration. And of course, at the end of the day, All this is, is a choice that I'm advocating for here. It's a choice to say that was then, but this is now. It's a choice to put yourself in a position to make this time different. That's all this is. And it requires boldness, vulnerability, and an eager heart. But I find that getting specific about that fear, that's the first step toward actually doing this, being honest. I'm afraid of being hurt again. Honestly, I'm afraid of being hurt again. I'm afraid of another repeated experience. That is honest. That is specific. And now, great. Now we can address it by addressing the variable that I think we can control, which is that one word, again, repeated. We can't control fear. We'll always have fear, but we can control how we react to it by breaking it down, by being specific. And we can react to again or repeated by deciding that the the slate, our history, the scorecard, it's wiped clean after the last time that this time will be different because we're willing to see opportunity, whereas before we only saw failure or rejection. So that's all I really want to offer with this episode, a simple perspective to consider. To combat self-sabotage, we have to get real and first acknowledge that we're the ones doing it, of course, that we're the ones feeding into the all-too-human push and pull in our inner lives. We have to take ownership, step one. But then we have to get real about why. And to my point, there are many reasons. And unfortunately, maybe you're drinking a smoothie of all of them, you know, all of them packed in there. But if there's one that I see very often, particularly as you get older, it's self-sabotage as a result of fear of repeated experiences. And that's normal. We are wired to avoid being hurt. And we're even more wired, of course, to avoid being hurt again. So address that specifically. Address that specifically. Let's make a decision. That's all this is. Let's make a decision. Let's find a way to allow ourselves to wipe the slate clean, to believe in worth and intention and see where it leads us one day at a time, one day of not allowing a past chapter to follow us any further, one day of allowing our actions to reflect hope rather than inevitability and see what happens. So that's it. I want it right there. I hope this gave you something to think about. If it did, I'd be so grateful if you'd share the podcast with a friend. It helps the show grow, and I'm sure your friend would really appreciate it coming from you. So thank you so much for that. But as always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out.
Hop, hop, hooray! Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.